0: On this week's episode, RJ makes a presidential bid for better buddies. Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's John. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, what does your ideal man cave look like?
1: Well, you see, it's made out of dolomite and uh, <laughs> <laughs> got okay. a couple of stalactites and stalagmites hanging out. You mean it's not what made, made of man? <laughs> no, that would be gross, RJ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just makes me think of two different memes one being the the regirock touched the wall of the cave and was surprised where the <laughs> tumblr post is like it's made of ice imagine if you walked into a cave made of flesh <laughs> and then cyanide and happiness has a classic christmas comic strip that's uh, a gingerbread, gingerbread man, man sits in a yeah. gingerbread house is the house made of man, or is the man made of house? He screams, for he does not know.
1: You know, it's fair. It's a reasonable reaction. <laughs> so you, you want a
0: cave of rock and stone?
1: Rock and stone! Rock
0: and stone!
1: <laughs> We're rich! <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, not actually, but would sure be a cave none could contest indeed Mm-hmm. but for a serious answer i don't know i kind of have one although i'm a bachelor so like everything in my house is a man cave
0: yeah i feel that but like i think there's a little bit of a difference you know like my living room has to be set to take company and my office need is like kind of a workstation but it's not like my hideout you know mm. Like I think my office could become a man cave or its man cave adjacent but I don't I feel like I need a a room dedicated
1: That's fair I feel like my office... I don't think you've ever seen my office, actually, but it. I would consider it a man cave. Since I work from home, it's kind of like my room in the house. Nobody else really comes in here.
0: I think for me, i need it to be a, like, decent-sized room. You know? Like, I've got a home office, but it's barely big enough to fit the futon in it and my desk. Mm. So, like... Yeah, I could cave out in my little office space, but it's right next to a public wall, and there's really not a lot of room in here. So it's not, like, yeah. comfy cozy. That's fair. I think my ideal man cave would be big enough for, like, a desk chair set up at one end. um, The uh like the desk computer setup at one end but then like enough space for comfortably like a couch and a tv and like a maybe my console games mm. so then my living room i could have is more of like a dedicated tv watching space and company hosting space
1: right yeah that makes sense that sounds nice too i've also never really French. um oh yeah essential <laughs> Um, yeah, I never really, like, considered the need to have a couch, I suppose. Um, I'm now realizing, realizing I had a man cave back when I lived alone, um, because it had the couch, it had the computer desk, yeah. <laughs> At the space, okay?
0: Like, that's what I tried nice to set spot. up my little office as, and then, as I've used my office, the couch has kind of become the catch-all for anything I haven't put away in the yeah, office. Yeah, so a
1: horizontal surface. Exactly. <laughs> I have a table like that. It has various instruments on it right now.
0: What kind of instruments? Like musical or
1: tools? Um, hmm, I'll never tell. No, oh. it, there's a, a ukulele and a kalimba. Okay. Along with a cribbage board, um, computer screwdrivers, a Minecraft piano book, mm. and a iPod home stereo. <laughs>
0: That's an assortment.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: My vertical surface... Vertical surface? Horizontal vertical. surface. Vertical. Oh, man. Vertical. We're mountain goading
1: our stuff here.
0: <laughs> I've got a USB keyboard, a mm. bunch of assorted cables, a back pillow, two back pillows, one, like, small, purposely back pillow, but then one back, like, back and armrest pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my backpack... An Xbox controller, uh, off-brand Xbox controller, my four terabyte hard drive, uh, a compute, an external computer like USB fan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: three Dungeons and Dragons books, uh, a bunch of miscellaneous Dungeons and Dragons and other office paperwork papers, and my dice. Mm.
1: See, this is your dragon horde.
0: It kind of is. You, know,
1: you must protect it at all costs. <laughs>
0: It's also got my tortilla blanket. (gasps) It's an excellent blanket.
1: I believe it. That sounds delightful.
0: It is. You can be a burrito. And if you have a pet, (laughs) they can become a (gasps) pet-rito.
1: Well, we have described what our current (laughs) proto-man caves are. are.
0: I kind of <laughs> describe my ideal one. One thing it does need to have, it needs to have a neon sign of some kind, or yeah. like some other beer sign. Um, and it needs to have a I if it was really an ideal man cave, I think it would have a home bar, like a mini bar okay. maybe,
1: or so a full bar. Talking about like a whole basement's worth of space now here, eh?
0: I suppose. I'm okay with that, though. Alright,
1: that's a good goal.
0: See, that's one of the things that, like, as I th- I've i thought about it occasionally, of, like, oh, like, in the future, if I have a partner, and, like, we're living together, what would my space be like? And I'm like, I don't... I don't want to have too much, like, hideaway space. I don't want to hide away too much. Like, you gotta have a little bit of space, but...
1: Yeah, you gotta have some, for sure. Otherwise, you'd go crazy yeah
0: but I definitely want to be able to like accommodate being in the like if it's one of those like I need to do my own thing but I still want to be in your presence like keeping that in mind and accommodating that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know but yeah that's a uh, that's my ideal man cave anything you'd add on to yours like to differentiate from mine
1: Uh, probably just more instruments and maybe, like, a poker table. (laughs) Ooh. Nice. Uh, depending on the amount of space available, but having, like, a dedicated card table would be really cool.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Oh, you know what? I'm torn now. Because on the one hand, my ideal man cave would be very much man cave. That being said, having a dedicated Dungeons and Dragons room would be pretty sick. Yes. like <laughs> doing like the TV table thing so you have the digital maps going on there but you still do physical miniatures oh, and then like yeah. you get like the wall of the bookshelf with all the D&D books on it and the DM setup up with the DM screen and the computer and the monitors so you can do the DM work and then like you decorate the walls and you got comfy chairs and a mini fridge <laughs>
1: the omnipresent mini fridge
0: all man caves need mini fridges uh, that that's my ca- that's my political slogan i'm gonna okay. run for president in 2024 <laughs> all man caves need mini fridges
1: i think you'd have to uh, workshop that a little bit like I think i'd have to workshop park- my age you gotta harken back to the days of a chicken in every pot and be a mini bridge in every man cave.
0: Oh, there we go. You're you my new campaign manager.
1: Congratulations! <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> you have to somehow figure out how to convince Congress to lower the age limit on presidency before November.
1: <laughs> I think we might be a little um, a little too late for this go round.
0: I think we could do it. We just gotta really campaign hard.
1: Yeah. One of the caucuses is already over, but, you know.
0: Hey, we got time. We got time. <laughs> we got time. Nobody makes their decision until the last week.
1: Uh, I suppose that's true.
0: All right. Our next segment, unless we want to continue compa- planning out my presidential campaign. I think it, I think we could do it.
1: We could save that for a rework, rewrite.
0: Oh, there we go. Well, our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Would you like to start, or should I? Um,
1: I could go first. I've been—it's been a while since I've been on the show, so I've had some time to collect new media, uh, which is difficult on a week-by-week basis. Sometimes I don't, don't know how it. you do it. <laughs> um, but I guess for mine, I'm going to go with uh, X Men: First Class.
0: Oh. I have actually good seen that movie.
1: One. Oh, it's a good movie. It's on Hulu. Nice. But yeah, it's like the story of um Professor X and Magneto, like how they first meet each other and I don't know if it's comic accurate or not, but it's set in like the Cold War right around the uh Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh and yeah, it's just like them finding the first class of mutants. Um, kind of discovering that there are others out there, and, uh, ultimately setting up their big, like, philosophical divide between the two of them.
0: It's, uh, also famous for the mystique meme of, I prefer the real raven.
1: Oh, oh yes, perfection. Yes. I said the real, blah. Perfection. Dude, um, Michael Fassbender is such a good Magneto. He is.
0: He did really well.
1: James McAvoy is such a good Professor X too.
0: I uh... see, and it's it's not comic accurate in like any way, okay. which I think helped, frankly. Fair enough. Um, the most the I think the only accuracy to it being quote unquote first class is um, Darwin. Okay. Um, and that is a years old retcon where the original like quote unquote first and second class, they had the original X-Men with beast and Iceman and Cyclops and Angel and Jean Grey. And then they added on Cyclops's brother Havoc and Lorna, who was Polaris had magnetic powers. Uh, But the book was getting kind of stale. So writer Chris Claremont came onto the book and he like is the godfather of X-Men, even though Stanley is the creator um because he did his own issue with giant size x-men number one where he threw out all the old characters um (laughs) but that's also where you get wolverine as an x-men and colossus nightcrawler storm um he brought back banshee sunfire it was both brand new characters but also the like it was diversity in comic books before diversity was a thing because none of them were americ uh, no sorry none of them were like american as you would think typical white american the <laughs> it was the a native american uh irishman japanese canadian russian german and african and then professor x and he recruited all of them to go rescue the original team inclu- but cyclops was also there Um, they had went to investigate a mutant signature on an Island and only Cyclops came back. So they go to the Island and they realize, Oh shit. The Island itself is the mutant and it feeds off mutant energies and it trapped the original team and set, let Cyclops free on purpose. So he'd bring back more mutants and they fight it and they rescue everybody and they fly it off into space. Oh wow. Polaris uses her magnetic powers and the power of the, Earth's magnetism to just shoot the island off into space while everybody floats away on an Iceman-created ice raft.
1: That is an interesting story there.
0: Yeah. However, years and years later, they retconned it so that they could introduce a third third Summer's brother, uh, his brother Vulcan. Uh, Was it Vulcan? Yeah, Vulcan. Um vulcan was a part of a team recruited first uh the team from the giant size issue that replaced the x-men was retconned to be the third team the second team that got sent in went in with not enough training uh cyclops is the only one that escaped again and darwin and vulcan both got trapped in the island and darwin's ability to super adapt Adapted him into just kind of becoming a ghost and possess, like living inside Vulcan, while Vulcan's Superman-esque body, like, just prevailed. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how they introduced Darwin.
1: Interesting. Is that like the end of Darwin as well, or no? It's
0: it's the beginning, but I'm t- okay. It was a it's been a while since I read this comic because. It's both, it's kind of one of those, like, Vulcan was the third Summer's brother, but his, their parent, their mom was pregnant with him when they got kidnapped by aliens. So he was born to the, under the Shi'ar empire and experimented upon because of his mutant nature. Was very powerful. Kind of got kicked back to earth by the Shi'ar because they realized like, oh fuck, we don't want to deal with him. Um and then Xavier collected him for his team of mutants to go try and save the original X-Men and they died. Except by died it meant they got shoved off into space. But Vulcan is functionally Superman. So he just kind of hung out inside that asteroid that was created and then got out and got freed and was like pissed off cuz Xavier might wiped everyone's minds so they wouldn't remember who he was.
1: What why do he do that? <laughs>
0: It's, frankly, just kind of a comic trope. Like, when in doubt, mind wipe everyone. When <laughs> in doubt, mind wipe.
1: I mean, we see some of that in first class as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think there's like three or... F- there's, there's like five instances where Xavier's just like, fuck this, I'm gonna mind wipe everyone and make them
1: forget. Control Z, Control Z, Control Z.
0: It really is. <laughs>
1: Someone should make, I'm sure somebody has, but just like uh, somebody should make a sketch. That's just Xavier messing up in really minor ways that he's embarrassed about, and he <laughs> oh just God. abuses his mind wiping <laughs> powers.
0: <laughs> I mean, one of the cruelest things he did was in the last few years, there was a Fantastic Four X Men crossover during the current Krakoan era where the mutants decided hey, we're all going to go live on an island together and start our own society. Um, Mister Fantastic had developed a device to hide the mutant gene because his son, uh, was displaying as a mutant. But Reed didn't want him to go get ditch the family to go live on the mutant island, mm-hmm. and was kind of worried the X Men would come just take him, which they kind of did. So he was validated, uh, and. Magneto and Xavier were pissed off that Reed had a way to, like, go in and hide-slash-edit the X gene. So, as retaliation, Xavier mind-wiped him knowing how to do that, but left the knowledge that it was taken. Oh, yeah, that's cruel. It really pissed off Reed Richards, who was like, dude, we've, like, yeah, we don't always see eye to eye, but... The Fantastic Four have been a friend to mutants. Like, come on, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're basically, like, mutants that were mutated after birth.
0: And then it was revealed during that same comic, like, miniseries that, oh, Franklin just wanted to, like, be a part of the mutants, so he used his god-tier abilities to give himself the (laughs) X-Gene. Subconsciously.
1: (laughs) Uh, don't know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was subconsciously. Like, he didn't intend to. We're also talking about, like, a 15-year-old who eventually one day will be so powerful, he's at the end of time, and Galactus is his herald. Oh.
1: Yeah. Just just the kid of Reed Richards and Sue Storm? Yep. What, what's so special about him?
0: Cosmic Rays. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> use the button.. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, that's why the X gene was created. Stanley wanted to stop having to think up origin stories. Mm-hmm. Like that's why Marvel has mutants is they were just like, you know what? Uh, everybody's got this one gene, maybe uh maybe you have it, maybe you don't, and maybe you get superpowers from it. There you go. boom, done.
1: You're born with it,
0: but yeah, X Men First Class. So, what was uh, what was it you liked about it? Like, cause I know you're not the biggest comic book person, so
1: um, I mean, I like myself a good superhero yeah. movie too, but I don't know. Just um, I like how it sets up Magneto's philosophy, at least, with him being a survivor of the Holocaust, uh... and then just like all of his he has lines throughout where Charles is like, no, don't blow those guys up. They're just men following orders. And Magneto's like, I've been at the mercy of men following orders. (laughs) Never again.
0: Hmm. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And it's like an amazing cast. Yeah. Um, Nice Uh, training montages.
0: Cause I know like mystique, Xavier, Magneto and beast were in it. Mm-hmm. um how was the characterization on like emma frost and azrael
1: um and you don't see darwin you get a little bit there's like a scene pretty early on where they like use cerebro to find a whole bunch of people that's a fun montage too um
0: is that the one where it's uh they walk up to wolverine and he just says to tell them to fuck off
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's one of them. For Darwin in particular, they he's like a cab driver in his life. And they get in and they're like, yeah, take us to West Virginia. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like, okay. Um, so he's cool, but he he's not in it very long. Um, mm-hmm. He dies Oh. due to Shaw.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Shaw's in it.
1: Yeah, Shaw's the main antagonist. Um, Emma wild. Frost, you see a little more of... But not a ton. Hmm. She's on Shaw's side.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I don't know why I thought she was part of the class.
1: Yeah, Azazel or Azreal, whichever one he is, is also um
0: on Shaw's side.
1: On Shaw's side.
0: Okay, those both uh, make more sense.
1: Yeah, those um. Then they end up joining Magneto at the end uh. when he splits off.
0: Okay. How'd they do with Shaw's powers? Cause it, he's like a, f- oh, what's Shaw's power set? He's not gravity. He's,
1: he absorbs energy That's and then right. can disperse it at will. So he's looking to start world war three, like thermonuclear uh, war. So, so he can absorb it. So he can absorb it. And also because mutants can apparently survive the radiation. Based uh, on what? the fact that it created them <laughs> i don't it didn't feel like a great plan yeah that's not great but it was basically taking the world from the humans and giving it to the mutants
0: oh yeah that does remind me that like in the early x-men books all while the mutant thing was something Stan created so that like he had the excuse of oh uh, i don't have to i don't have to think of origin stories every single mutant it was like Oh yeah, th- your dad worked at the nuclear radi- like at the nuclear treatment plant, or your father was a scientist on the radioactivity, or Charles Xavier's dad worked on the Manhattan Project. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. so they're all still radiation <laughs> creations. Yeah, the- radiation new band name I call that. it Radiation <laughs> Creation. <laughs> Ready,
1: right. Um, we'll just have to cover Imagine Dragons' radioactive.
0: Just in different styles of music.
1: Yeah. It's just a bunch of covers of the same song.
0: <laughs> you get the reggae version, you get the metal version, you get the what? folk version. <laughs> it's kinda like doing Taylor's version.
1: Guest. Mutant's version.
0: Well, cool. Uh, I'm glad you recommended X-Men First Class, because that means I can steal your video!
1: Oh, what was my video?
0: Anakin has a doctorate in Darphalagius, the wise study. Uh, that was
1: James's video.
0: That you were gonna post.
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched that a few days ago. Um, for context, there have been, uh, a lot of AI voice Star Wars videos on YouTube as of late. Um... This one in particular pokes fun at the scene in Star Wars Episode Three where Sidious is telling Anakin the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, but it's that Anakin has a doctorate in the story because it's apparently a story that Jedi would tell him, and he's prepared his thesis on the story.
0: And I love so. it's it, it's a funny concept. It's well used AI. I think the only one that really was jarring to me was Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. Uh, yeah. that AI was a little too Samuel L. Jackson, not enough mace um, but it still worked and I love the con like because Anakin cuts him off so or cuts Sidious off so early it becomes part of the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise that the Jedi won't tell it to you like that's part of the story not just part of Chancellor Palpatine setting it up.
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> um, also the um, the implication that Anakin learned it immediately upon arriving at the temple, which yeah. is supposedly before the tragedy happened. <laughs> which is very concerning is to Sidious. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, he... I guess he doesn't kill Plagueis until after he gets elected Chancellor.
0: I never knew that.
1: So... It It's pretty much, like, around the same time Maul falls into the pit. Huh. But yeah, Anakin had definitely been in Coruscant before it happened, I suppose.
0: It's it's also a great, like, you don't have to know a ton about Star Wars to enjoy it, because it's also just poking fun at those people with doctorates who feel the need to dive into their subject when, when prompted. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> the whole like layers and the dichotomy of it and the both the fact that it jokes about metatextual but also the theory that anakin presents of it being the contradictory dichotomy is uh or like a dichotomy plays up to the meta context of in the movie you see the parallel dichotomy of darth Plagueis the wise and his efforts and anakin's own efforts
1: Yes, <laughs> and then how does it end again? Palpatine's like, "Hey, I can save your wife." Oh, I'm in.
0: Yeah, Palpatine. Palpatine literally just ends up by saying like, "Hey, your wife's gonna die in a few days, and if you turn to the dark side, it'll I'll help you save her." And I can just say, "Oh, where do I sign up?" Yeah.
1: Oh, why didn't you say so?
0: It's it's very good, very fun. I'm looking forward to watching more of those, um, and I think just to. Just to give a little bit more of a uh, recommendation beyond that, I've been watching a lot of the Drew Gooden YouTube channel lately. Mm. Uh, He's not a new content creator, because like half his shit is years old, and he puts out maybe a video a month at most.
1: But he's pretty good. He he would hate this, but he's the uh, road work ahead guy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I should hope so.
1: I sure hope it does. Um, um yeah, I've heard good things, but I never watched him myself really.
0: If you're going to watch anything of his, watch his Christmas movie episodes. Uh, because he digs into bad Christmas movies and just tears them apart at how wild they can be. Uh, his most recent one this year was he watched the la- the endings to 10 bad Christmas movies. And just the endings. Okay. Um in particular, if you're gonna pick one to watch though, I'd say watch his one on Oh god. Um I might have to pull him up just to make sure I get the right one. But there's one really bad Christmas movie. Um about a male like male office. Um Mail office? Like a mail the postal office.
1: Oh, that kind of mail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um oh, it's called I think I found the weirdest Christmas movie and it's literally all about a movie called Oh no get out of here, ad. Um I don't care about the ad. Give me the Fuck off TikTok. <laughs>
1: Be gone
0: um trying to find what the it's not in the th- description fuck um but basically the movie is uh like one of those ch- really cheap but still they spent like more way more money than you would expect them to for a six thousand dollar intake at in the box office kind of deals um mm-hmm. where guy's a postal worker his sister and father-in-law, like, sister and brother-in-law died, so he's taking care of their child, uh, and he works at the post office, meets a girl, turns out she's there on special assignment to answer letters to Santa. The head of the post office doesn't like that, because why do people need answers to their letters to Santa? Uh, (laughs) meanwhile, the- girl he's taken care of wrote a letter to Santa saying that he needed a, he needed a special friend. Oh yeah. Um, really bad jokes, really bad writing, not great cinematography. One of the earliest scenes has somebody who like they get their mail from the mailbox and they're walking back into their house. But the can't, the, the scene doesn't move far enough away from the door for it to like, just be a conclusion that they went inside and it's clearly not their house because they stop at the door and then turn around and wait.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it's not like they're they're in the background like they're they're not close to the camera. So if you're not looking for it, you could probably miss it. But they very clearly did not go inside the house. Um Jeez. there's also at one point a sprinkle fight where they have sprinkles, like you see the things of sprinkles in their hands, uh, and instead they just put the sprinkles in post. So they're shaking the sprinkle cans at each other, and post-edited sprinkles are flying around.
1: We'll add them in post, don't worry.
0: So, he's very much, he's kind of like one of those comfort, like, streamer oh like streamer podcaster youtube content creators where it's like if you gel with the vibe it works there's like a half dozen to a dozen other people doing exactly what he does it's just that's the one you find and you gel with it
1: yeah he also Mm -hmm.
0: uh he also has a series of videos where he buys the weird ads he sees on instagram (laughs) <laughs> so, like, all those ones that you think are scams, he buys them and tries them. And are they? Eh, 50-50. <laughs> but yeah, Drew Gooden. It's a real good comfort, comfort watch kind of thing. I've been oh. tempted to branch out into a couple of the people he's collaborated with. But I also know this is going to turn into a rabbit hole of a bunch of people doing with similar senses of humor, doing similar style videos where it will definitely all blend together. And then that's going to become my algorithm for the next year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's your life now.
0: I suppose I'll embrace it. To be fair, he did go on a comedy tour at one point with another guy named Danny. I don't remember his last name. Uh, where they s- yeah, I think it was Gonzalez. Um, uh, but the whole point of their tour was that I'm not the I'm not him. Like we're not the same person. <laughs>
1: That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Nice. Sounds oh, fun. Um.
0: Okay, where are we at? Our next segment, let's do Better Buddies Rework Rewrite, where we come up with a media pitch. We're pitching my 2024 presidential campaign.
1: Better than the other guys.
0: Mini-fridge in every man
1: cave. (laughs) Mini-fridge in every cave.
0: My campaign slogan is Mini-fridge in every man cave. Um,
1: And what else could you need, really?
0: What a... Am I running with any political party, or am I going independent on this? I think I got to go independent.
1: I don't know if anybody else would let you in.
0: That's fair. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the green party. Pretty competitive this year. <laughs> the green party will let me in. They'll take anybody.
1: <laughs> will they? Just about. <laughs> they seem like pretty staunch in their uh, beliefs. I thought.
0: They're staunch in their beliefs, but they're, uh, my interpretation of them was that they're staunch in their beliefs, but dear lord, could anybody please come join us?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) but I don't know if you vibe with the Green Party.
0: Yeah, you you don't think the Green Party wants a mini-fridge in every man cave?
1: I mean, they might. That doesn't sound very good for the environment, though.
0: Uh, you know, but mini-fridges, they're smaller, so they need less electricity, so really everybody should be using mini fridges and just use more of them.
1: Um That's a good question on whether too many fridges is more or less efficient than a regular
0: fridge. What happens when I google that?
1: I'm sure you will get an answer.
0: Is too many fridges? Well, that's okay, hang on. My I have big fingers. This isn't helping. <laughs> is more efficient than one regular <laughs> fridge. Oh. <laughs> um, according to Quora, one large fridge will be more efficient than two small fridges.
1: I would believe that.
0: So. But, hang on. <laughs> wwt. BlueTTIpower.com told me that uh, it takes less electricity to run a mini fridge than a full size fridge. Mini fridge is 233 to 310 kilowatts per hour, while a full size fridge can consume between 404 and 613 kilowatts per hour.
1: Yeah. Oh, so oh, as like long two. as the mini
0: fridges are on the low end and the regular <laughs> fridges on the high end, I'm still being efficient.
1: Um. Okay. So yeah, in, in other words, uh, potentially not the best for energy use in this country.
0: Um, according to Reddit, it's uh the big fridge will be more uh, efficient. However, in reliability, with two machines, if one breaks, you would still have the other. And if you your single fridge breaks, that's an emergency. And with use, if you're opening the fridge a lot, the smaller ones might be more efficient because they would be recooling smaller spaces. So Reddit's that telling feels. me what I want to hear.
1: <laughs> As it usually does.
0: Thank the Lord for Reddit. <laughs> so I'm going to run Should... independent.
1: Okay, independent. What's... On A platform of mini fridges.
0: I'm kind of tempted to go full Bobby Newport on this thing from Parks and Recreation and just let's all have a good time.
1: Let's just chill, guys.
0: Listen, I know Ukraine and Russia is still a problem, but what if we all just chilled out? (laughs) I know China is doing a lot of active uh, war games around Taiwan, but maybe we just all had a good time.
1: Okay, so we you would be an isolationist president president.
0: No, I think it'd be the opposite, because I'm trying to tell everyone else to calm down. <laughs> I'm I'm an interventionist president.
1: You must be cozy. If not, we will force you to be
0: The beatings will continue until morale improves.
1: That's my president. <laughs>
0: and then i i have a very strong stance on public libraries being important i think that's that's the that is the governmental body i stake my claim on is public libraries
1: okay would each one get a mini fridge as well yes <laughs> that's all the funding the increases <laughs> they get just one additional mini fridge will make all the difference
0: per library But in order to have the mini-fridge, they must follow the federal regulation that they have to stock it with cold water for homeless people to take. Or anybody who's thirsty.
1: Bring Nestle to heal.
0: Exactly. And Nestle has to donate the water. Yes. As a tax incentive. (laughs) But we won't actually give them that much of a tax incentive. It'll actually be secretly an attempt to buy back the groundwater rights.
1: Yes. You get to pay 50% more taxes.
0: Congratulations, Nestle. You get to donate a bunch of water to public libraries, and you pay more money. I think I'm becoming an economic dictator president. I think so. Hmm. That doesn't jive with a let's all just have a good time.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're being a little inconsistent here.
0: So I'm being accurate to the presidency. <laughs>
1: Perhaps, perhaps. Now, okay.
0: What? What's my... Uh, how, how do you think I'll do in the debates?
1: Well, first you need to get in the door.
0: That could be hard. Doors are hard. That
1: could, that could be hard. Especially when you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> you just show
0: up at the presidential debate, and you're like, hello, I'm here for the debate. Uh, did, did, hey. did, you, did you buy a ticket? Like, the security's Got that a way. Badge. Uh, no, 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 sir, sir, you misunderstand, I'm here to debate. Uh, if you could just, if you could just step aside, please, I'm here to debate. (laughs) I heard there was a (laughs) presidential-level debate here going on, and as I am a champion of debate club, I am here to participate in said debate. Uh, Yes. I will be participating today. Let me participate in the debate.
1: You know what, kid, I like your moxie.
0: But I can't let you Set in. Set up gotta another go.
1: podium. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say?
0: Uh, I said, but you can't. I can't let you in. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a chance. Security guard.
0: I think I'd do all right in either debate, in any of the debates, because frankly, I don't think anybody else on stage at this point in time is actually that good at debate. Ah,
1: uh, like, I- you'd frankly, have to fight. The Republicans.
0: Yeah, but if... Th- they're the easiest to fight back against because you just look at them and say, lol, nerd. <laughs> oh, you <Lul> fucking nerd.
1: <laughs> hey, what over the Gen Z crowd? Wow. Lol, bet. They don't got that riz. Hey,
0: look, I know my constituents and these other politicians up here, they don't got that riz, you know? That's true.
1: It's true. They, in fact, do not have the riz. No cap. No cap.
0: No cap. Don't got no riz.
1: That's what you gotta do. You just gotta go up there and drop Gen Z language and alienate.
0: <laughs> now, here's the, here's the secret. I don't know Gen Z language.
1: Exactly. You alienate everybody equally.
0: Oh, fair. I gotta use it all wrong. I gotta right. learn the slang terms and then use them improperly. <laughs> all right what's what is some gen z language i'm gonna do a google here
1: a popular bid here i think this is going well
0: let's see gen z slang must know 2024 slang from oprah daily i know oprah knows gen z slang <laughs>
1: If there's anyone who knows Gen Z slang, it's Oprah.
0: Clap Back is number one. Okay. Number two is Flex. Again, for
1: 2024.
0: Chugi? What? C-H-E-U-G-Y, pronounced Chugi. Got its own write-up in the New York Times. That's not very Gen Z of them. Uh... (laughs) gained popular on TikTok describes anything considered uncool, untrendy, or people who deliberately stick to older trends. Shooky. Okay. It was coined
1: in 2013? I guess
0: it's uh, anything emblazoned with the word girl boss, wooden signs with inspirational quotes, friends of the office merch, and Ugg boots. Okay, Boomer. Interesting ghosted it's like that's a bougie. that's a gen z slang term yeah high key what this is this is vibe <laughs> sus <laughs> do i know more gen z slang than i let on
1: you do squad
0: glow up this is not i don't want to be connected to gen z
1: why this is what
0: because this is one of those times where i want to be a millennial
1: But uh, there's a lot of things to be proud about Gen Z. Is there? Yeah. Oh, there's my problem.
0: (laughs) I was asking for Gen Z. What's the generation after Gen Z?
1: Alpha. Because it wraps back around. Gen
0: Alpha Slang Dictionary. Here we go. This one's for Gen Gen Alpha and Gen Z, but... Um... And I oop. A gen alpha slang expression to convey shock and surprise. There we go.
1: That's familiar. Um,
0: Big Yikes is just cringeworthy. Binge Watch. Okay. Bop. Yeah. Bougie. Bussin. Bussin's one I don't use. I don't know why anybody chose that. But Bussin, I could do that one. Chief Keef.
1: Isn't that a person?
0: Yeah, uh, according to this, it's a set of actions and words like oop, op, thought, gesturing using fingers while rapping.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: drip. That's one I don't Rip. use. Could use that.
1: Show up to the debate, dripped out of your mind, out of your gourd even.
0: Uh, ers is used as a suffix ers to create playful or exaggerated variation. Um for example, singers could become sing ers, indicating individuals who are particularly passionate or enthusiastic. Oh. Huh.
1: Did not know that one.
0: Finsta, your fake Instagram account. Yep. Um Flex time is not slang. <laughs> That's just <Fleek>. a phrase. <laughs> and fleek isn't new.
1: Uh, but it's been reclaimed.
0: In case you missed, it also isn't new. Period. Rickrolled is on here. SK, SK, SK. I guess used to indicate laughter or excitement. Um. Yeah, a lot of these are just pretty normalized. Zygote. This is new.
1: Zygote. A
0: playful term used by Gen Alpha to refer to someone new, inexperienced, or naive. Like calling someone a rookie or a newbie.
1: You're such a fetus. (laughs) That's basically what they're saying.
0: Yeah? Hang loose.
1: Hang loose, yes. My favorite... Definitely
0: Gen Alpha. Tween, tween is definitely a Gen Alpha term.
1: Okay, I feel old, lady. A bookie. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Is that a brownie cookie?
0: Dupe. No, a bookie is a colloquial term for a bookmaker, someone who takes bets on sports events.
1: Oh, but it's definitely not new. That's very old.
0: Yeah, or dupe as in duplicate. Um, lore?
1: (laughs) Like, hey, this Dark Souls game has lore?
0: Yes. For Gen Alpha, it means the backstory of someone or something.
1: Oh, okay, I could see that. I guess. Using it just, like, in a very casual context, like, yo, man, what's your lore?
0: Okay, here's two entries that are (laughs) back-to-back. G-Y-A-T. Do you want to guess what that one stands for? Yeah. G-Y-A-T. It's an acronym.
1: I didn't know it was an acronym. I'm telling you that so you can try and guess. Uh, I, I would not know. There's two options.
0: First one is get your act together. Okay. So, for example, if someone is procrastinating an important project, you might say, you need to get and finish that report by the deadline. I see. The other option is, goddamn, you are thick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing, and you can safely use it interchangeably, right? Sure. Yeah. Appropriate to say at work, you know. <laughs> no this opportunity is... for misunderstanding there.
0: This is wi- a wild list. I don't like that. I didn't like that at all.
1: Well, we have learned something new today. And that's really all we can ask of ourselves, you know?
0: Ask not what this country can do for you, but ask what you can learn today.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the other good part about X-Men Origins is they, uh, or sorry, First Class, is they use JFK clips in context. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice in context of like the time period or in context of the story like oh it's kind time for it's time for this JFK clip that's relevant at this part of the story
1: well it like tells the story of the Cuban missile crisis
0: yeah so it's going to have so, some of like
1: that. it it just it's JFK clips about the Cuban missile crisis okay that's good so it, it's uh, so it makes sense in context because it's a result of their actions
0: yeah I just didn't know if it was going to be like, oh, they're having a discussion about a topic, and here's the relevant JFK voice clip to that from the TV.
1: Here's what he would have said.
0: Here's what we think JFK would have said if he met the (laughs) X-Men.
1: Big Magneto fan, JFK was. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't know. He was also the first... Kennedy was the first Catholic president, so you know, responding to a higher power. (laughs) Well, our next segment is how to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, what do conversations between men go like when one of them finds a girl they like?
1: They are awkward and stilted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's our limited experience.
0: <laughs> well, I think part of it, too, is the, like, we are all very nerdy individuals who, in the past, uh, we have internalized too much the relatively gentle teasing we would get if we found interest in a woman.
1: Mm.
0: Or at least I know I did.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that uh, is fair.
0: But it's mostly, it's like, it, honestly, it's like anybody anybody having conversation about somebody they're like, we're like, oh, I found this, I was talking to this person the other day, and I really like them, and if, assuming it's a good, healthy, supportive friend group, they, oh, that's great, I hope things go well, did you ask them out? And it goes from there.
1: I would never.
0: <laughs> and then we all say, oh, no, I'd never do that, they'd say no, and we say, okay, and then <laughs> okay. That, that's life.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: We may be in trouble.
1: We might have some things to work through.
0: We're working on it.
1: Uh, speak for yourself. I am. Arj <laughs> is working on it. The rest of us, we'll see.
0: Uh, if that doesn't answer your question, too bad. We're moving
1: on. Go, go out and experience it for yourself. This yeah, is something you can some... only learn through experience.
0: Look, you're asking, I am answering a question that no one directly asked me because I stole it from Reddit, but if your question is, what do conversation, if you're really wondering the answer to answer this question, go find some friends, specifically men, and ask them, hey, what was it like the last time you found a girl you liked? And they'll say, oh yeah, this is what it was like, because like, the last time I did that and told my friends about it, they said, oh, that's cool how's it going? And I told them how it was going with said girl. And they said, that's good. That was it.
1: <laughs> Doesn't sound very fulfilling.
0: I mean, it's, how much do you need out of it? Right? It's, like, it's not like it's going to be an in-depth like it's not going to be like in a sitcom where it's like, oh, we got to break out the whiteboard.
1: Let's analyze everything about her. <laughs> Let's do the play by play. Just do a whole sports commentary.
0: Exactly. We don't do that. We do that on the date.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You gotta get far enough to unlock the sports commentary option.
0: It's actually an on-disc
1: DLC. Yeah. It's horse armor.
0: (laughs) Our next question, why is Reddit a cesspool? With the further details... Everyone says Reddit is a cesspool, but whenever I come on here, all I see is normal people, and most often, very cheeky, funny, and extra kind people. I don't understand the hate. Where does it get this reputation? And my only response to that is, "You sweet summer child."
1: And it depends where you go. If you stick to the big ones, you're pretty fine.
0: Uh, go to the Star Wars subreddit. That's okay, that's maybe where not you need the to big go. Ones. Go to the the Star Wars subreddit and just make a post that says my favorite Star Wars movie is pick your favorite one. One
1: of the last three.
0: Especially one of those last three and just watch the comments roll in insulting you and your mother and your father and you for how could you post something so relatively insane on the internet and you will see what a cesspool it can be.
1: Your mistake was having an opinion on the internet. I'm sorry.
0: You can do this with Halo as well. If you go to the Halo subreddit and say, I liked Halo Infinite, they'll rip you to shreds. You could say, I liked Halo... uh, You go to Fallout, say, I liked Fallout 76, they'll rip you to shreds. They kind
1: of felt that way about 4 as well.
0: They did, and then
1: 76 came out. And now people are tight with 4.
0: Yeah, it's almost like people just do this with new things. Yeah, it's, it's weird. fucking insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, the internet hype machine comes for us all.
0: I actually saw an article headline today about the S- City Skylines 2 and the developers being like, yeah, the way fan engagement is going these days, we might have to back away from it.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, the f- interacting with fans is the main reason I don't think I'm ever going to be a game developer. Yeah. Some you of them are can't. lovely, but like I mean, yikes for everybody else.
0: The the game rogue tower that my friend made and actually once upon a time guest on the show Andrew made um I saw a neg- negative review on it where somebody was like, "He abandoned the game. He's not developing for it anymore." And I was like, "Dude, it's cuz it's finished, my dude. Like he made Some the things- game. The game is made." <laughs> What do you want?
1: <laughs> Nothing can be done anymore. I mean, does, is it about not adding more content, or is it about not fixing bugs?
0: I think it was a little bit of both. But, like, having put pretty decent number of hours into the game, it's not like it's buggy. Like, it's not a buggy mass. It, I think they ran into a bug. Ah. And it's pretty loaded with content. Like... There's plenty of turrets you can use for defenses. I still haven't seen all the possible monsters you can go up against in this tower defense game. Like, and it's got an XP progression system in it. So, you know, just maybe just enjoy the game that you got relatively cheap.
1: Oh, wow. This has a lot of reviews.
0: Yeah, it was big. It, uh it caught I've talked about it before on the show, but it caught fire because it was a procedurally generated uh procedurally generated? I don't know. What's the word when it does the randomness? RNG. Oh yeah, but uh, like well
1: I mean yeah, procedural is probably correct.
0: <laughs> it does that when it creates the path, so it's not like, oh, here's the tower defense game with the set path every level and you gotta defend the same path. It's every time you click the button to expand the path out. It's kind of randomizes if it's going to go forward, left, right, or if it's going to split. So, like, and it's got four modes, right? It's got, like, one path, two path, three path, four path. So, either they're coming at you from one direction or from all directions. And because of that randomness, you could have, like, a game where you click the thing and it immediately goes from being a one path thing to two paths because it just immediately split. Or you could go for, like, 20 rounds and it's all just a one single path and it doesn't split on you. But that also means on the 4-1 when it's four directions if those split right away you have a lot more directions that the enemies are coming from. It really is a fun game.
1: Now, I'm glad it blew up. I had no idea it got that big.
0: It got picked up by some review channels. Gotcha.
1: That's got nearly 5,000 reviews on Steam.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Reddit, just go to literally any sub that is about something you like. That isn't just wholesome.
1: <laughs> go to the Factorio Reddit. It's friendly. There you go. It's well moderated.
0: <laughs> and I think what might be our last question this week... How is it possible for boys to get into a fight with each other and then seemingly forget about it the next moment with the further details? I was just returning home after college on the school bus. Two of my classmates got into a fight. They were throwing punches, kicking each other. The next day, same boys shook hands and sat in the same seat as if nothing had happened in the first place. I didn't understand what to think of.
1: You know, sometimes you just gotta get it out.
0: I think that really is the solution, though. It's like, as a... The, a quote from the show Ted Lasso, uh, that pain is like uh, carbon dio- Carbon monoxide. If you hold it inside, it poisons you. But if you vent it out, you'll be fine. And it's that same way with this of like, yeah, they got in a fight, but they didn't forget about it. They settled the fight. One of my, uh, one of my co-workers was telling me about his college days. And he, when he worked on campus and there was this room with four guys in it and there, the four guys in the room resolved any conflicts they had, they would resolve it by playing FIFA mm-hmm. and it worked. They just all agreed that whoever won at FIFA won the com won the argument.
1: <laughs> Maybe that should be your platform this president. <laughs>
0: I resolved to resolve the world's issues with FIFA.
1: Sorry, right, man, I lost but, the FIFA game to China. Like, but imagine, what, what, what if we did I
0: FIFA, <laughs> but it was with people?
1: Huh. I'm surprised it's a trope we haven't seen more often. Just like, deciding outcomes of major political decisions based on sports results.
0: I will always hold a dear place in my heart for the uh, webcomic manly guys doing manly things where in the far space, like the the original character in the comic in the far space future, uh, wars are fought with machismo. So it's not about actually fighting. It's just about having the most badass people. (laughs) And whoever can have the most coolest, baddest guys on the army wins. They're too cool. Basically. Whatever will we do? There was one storyline where the soldiers had to actually sue to not have uh, modifications done to them when they were being put back together after missions in order to make them cooler. (laughs) Because, like, they'd wake up after missions and have, like, random robot and cyborg parts that they didn't ask for, but the army just put into them to try and make them cooler.
1: Yeah, that would not be cool. I would not appreciate that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the fighting. It really is just that, like, you know what? We let it out. We got it out. We toughed it out. We talked. We we got it out of our systems. It's resolved. It's done. There's nothing left to say. And it's not gonna get brought up in the future either, because of like a oh, well, you did this because they already fought about it. Literally
1: yeah it's still um surprising that like it it can just be settled, but you know now sometimes that's all you need. Maybe don't
0: go around settling your issues with actual fist fights because that's a really <laughs> fast way for people to get hurt
1: and like, end up in jail.
0: no for real. I read a I actually read a thread on reddit one time where somebody asked like, hey, what was like what's your story about getting into a fight in the street' And enough people were commenting of like, yeah, I got really lucky Uh, the person didn't die because I hit them and they fell the wrong way and cracked their head on the sidewalk. Or like, yeah, I had to do some jail time because I gave like I concussed a guy or like, yeah, just all the like all the ways you can hit somebody wrong on accident and they either die or nearly die. Just like, no, I'm good.
1: Thank you. That's scary.
0: Alright, I think that's it for this week.
1: Alright. Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. We have our Meme Mondays, and our well, I try to get the icebreakers out there. Our Twitter account, or f- former Twitter account, is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. I'd like to shout out last week again, Jay, who emailed into the show and gave us last week's icebreaker, so... If you message us on social media or send us an email, we will talk about it on the air. And last but not least, be a better buddy. And we got done just as it was time to go get dinner. And I went to put my boots on. And I got a cramp. So after spending all day being pretty professional, they got to hear me just go off with a bunch of swear words.
1: You know, just all ends of the professional spectrum.